Halleluja. I'll lay the foundation for a new series of teaching. The title is Spiritual Sagacity. Oh, spiritual what? It's not sagawileo, right? Spiritual sagacity. I want to do something quickly. Uh, okay, please, over here. I, over here. How many of you are selling this? Okay, okay, come forward. How many of you are selling this here? Oh, because I'm going to tell you this. Let me see your hand. Oh, let me see your hand well. Let me, so I can choose well. You, I don't like you don't want me to choose you or something. But, all right, I will come. Over here, how many of you are selling this? Let me see your hand well. Please lift it well. Then they'll come. You have no. You stand here. You say so. You are representing these people. Then they'll come. Why are you standing here? I called you. Ah, uh, someone who is standing here. We are taking pictures. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to be sure. Can we get All right. So in one minute. You are going to preach to us the gospel of Jesus Christ. The full gospel. Like, if you have one minute to preach to me about Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are going to preach to me your knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In one minute, you preach to me, or you preach to all of us. Now, preach it very well. Preach to us about giving. When we come, what do we mean about giving the house of God? In, 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 in one minute too, you are also going to preach about righteousness. What is righteousness? Do you understand? Do you understand? Righteousness. Okay? I know your heart are beating. But no, you are starting. So, preach. One minute. Please, who is timing for me? One minute. One minute. Praise the Lord. Please, it's not in the voice. <laughs> Please, that thing. All right, go ahead. Our message for today is about Jesus. Amen. Right. I want to tell you about Jesus today. The Bible. The thing you are doing, you let me get you power. The Bible makes us to understand something that. Jesus Christ is the embodiment, is the flesh of God. As in, Jesus Christ is the came on earth as the fleshy part of God. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) And 
when he came, he came with a purpose to fulfill the scripture. Amen. And when, when Jesus Christ was on earth, as much as he came to cleanse our sins, he came to unite us with our Father. It's time, eh? Okay. Message, Nasa. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can sit down. Giving in the house of God. Praise the Lord. Today I'll be preaching on giving in the house of God. Um, giving in the house of God opens um, the way to so many things in our lives. Like the video we watched about the healing school. It's when you give towards something like healing school, any other arms in the gospel, it's first of all, it prevents you from even falling sick or it's a way of avoiding sickness to get to you. First of all, and then it prevents. It's like should I say it's an antidote to any negative thing that would happen to you that is always supposed to happen to you. Um. There's still time, eh? Keep preaching, please. And then, when you are given in the house of God, it has to be from like from your heart. It shouldn't be because you or people are giving so you have to give you, you have, have any scripture give. to help us it's time all right thank you for your message quickly righteousness thank you sir, for this opportunity praise the lord yeah so um when we talk of righteousness um i guess what comes to most of our our minds is um doing something a certain way as like to please people. But from the Bible, we are told that righteousness means the nature of God. And so one might ask, how do you have the nature of God? It's only possible when you've got the Holy Spirit in you. That's when you're born again. So when you're born again, the Holy Spirit will teach you how to like think like God, how to see things the way God sees it, how to relate with people the way God relates with them. Someone might offend you per se, but then again, you still like show the person love. Time now, so. Hey, so, me have been preaching for one hour. I've been doing well, though. What do you think? Hey, one minute. You have tried. It's the time up. I've helped him. Thank you. Maybe, maybe because you're on the spot, so the message is not really coming. Or maybe because I'm around, so the message is not really coming. All right. I'll tell you why I did that. <sighs> now, today, if... I, I, I want to say this before I start the message. You know, sometimes you're going to watch a movie, you tell a viewer's discretion is advised. If today, I say something and it concerns you, Humility demands that you receive it and make the change. Alright? Today, as I was coming, I said, Lord, because there are certain things that the Lord asked me to say. I said, Lord, I don't want to offend anyone. But looks like today, I came with that um, ministry. Table... Tables have been imported. There's nothing I could do about it. So if today there's something maybe you do or say and believe and I'm going to kick against it, just receive it and make the change. Are we good? Can, can I preach now? 
Or I shouldn't say it. I should say it. For example, this is rubbish. Sometimes I go on social media and I see, I, one time I saw, and I saw, and I saw that many of you can post it and say, oh, this is so me, this is so me. Rubbish. Christians don't talk like that. For example, someone says, oh, my best part in a relationship is when I argue with my boyfriend. Rubbish. rubbish against what the scripture says what am I teaching on spiritual sagacity let me, let, me, let me explain what it means to be sagacious I'll give you a dictionary explanation then we'll go, to, we'll go down to be sagacious means having or showing keen mental discernment having or showing keen mental discernment and good judgment. Then you put a semicolon there, then you write wise or shrewd. Wise or shrewd. Then I'm going to give you some synonyms of the word sagacious, so you understand the word. It means to be wise, or to be clever, or to be intelligent, or showing and having great knowledge. Should I repeat it? Alright. To be sagacious means having or showing keen mental discernment and good judgment. Semicolon, to be wise or shrewd. I'm giving you synonyms of the word sagacious. It's to be wise, to be clever, to be intelligent, showing or having great knowledge. You know why I made them preach? There are things you know, but you don't have, alright, you don't have a well-drawn-out plan of the thing you believe. And that's one of the main reasons why they don't work. When you come to the house of God and you come to church, I want to tell you something. You were not saved to be a dummy. You were not saved to be a dummy. Many people get born again and they become dummies. You were not saved to be a dummy. Anybody who ever truly walks with God, there's something about them. They are sagacious. You need a proper framework of the gospel that you believe. That's the reason why they have, they have jammed everything into prayer. Everything has been jammed into prayer. So when they pray and they are not seeing the answer to the prayer, then it's like, this thing now, they said this thing will work, this thing now is not working. But they cannot explain the framework of the things they believe. One of the first things, to, for example, if I have money and I cannot spend it, is it my money? Any knowledge you have that you cannot articulate and share well means you don't actually have the real framework. In one minute, you should have been able to preach Jesus from the cross to the throne, to the Christian. In one minute, you should have at least mentioned one scripture. Okay. Today, is, we, are, we are fighting. Alright? We are fighting. So, just it's one of those things. So, can I feel free? Alright? Alright, let me feel free. 
All right. Ivy, what you said is not true. That if you give, you will not force it. It's not true. So if someone gives and a person, if I preach that and someone gives and a person falls sick, you say that what I'm preaching. Do you understand? So it's not true. It is true that when you give, you have, um, it's like you have keyed into an insurance. What you are saying, eh? what you said, is not totally wrong, but it's not true. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it can be true. Let me, let, me, okay, let me put it this way now. It can be true if the Holy Ghost told you that, okay, give to the healing school. My daughter Ivy, give to the healing school and you will not see sickness again. It can be true. But for you to preach it as a doctrine, it will not be true. Let me come to righteousness. He passed up and came down. I know next time if I say I'm giving someone a mic, you will not like to. No, but... We are friends, all right? You know why? Because I'm imagining if I was the one who was called. All right? But it's it's for all of us to learn, all right? Okay? It's for all of us to learn, so feel free. eh? I love you. That's how many Christians have been. They know the thing. Like all the, all the people standing here, they, all the things they are saying, not that they don't know. From what they are saying, they actually know. But they've not been able to um, present a certain framework in their mind where they can explain the gospel. I said, I said something. I started from Encounter Lab. I was explaining something. Two major things that Jesus Christ did when he was leaving the disciples. Two major things that Jesus did will show you that those are the two most important things in the life of the Christian. Because if money was the most important, before Jesus left, he would have given them money, or he would have given them a land, or given them something, and said that, okay, now go and build houses, and start a church. Because eventually he was going to make them, he said, I'll build my church. So if he was really going to build a church, when he was leaving, what should he have done? He should have given them a land, or given them something, or given them, okay, my house in, in Capernaum, Convert it into a church. Because we used to have crusade there. So, convert it to a church. Jesus' headquarters was at Capernaum. So, convert it to a church. So, two most important things. The first one was Luke chapter 24, verse 45. So, you understand that as a Christian, if you miss it here, that is where you are missing, the, the, that's where you have the, 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 the issue. Look, the first thing he did. Okay, start from 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Alright. Verse 45 said, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. The first thing he did for them was he opened their understanding that they would understand the scriptures. Acts chapter 4. When you come to the house of God, listen with the intention of knowing. Because the whole hula baloo about miracles, miracles, they just want a miracle. I wrote something here. Let me, let me um, say it for you. 
Miracles can happen outside the level of your understanding. But you can, you can never be, uh, but they can never be your permanent level if they happen outside the level of your understanding. Okay. Miracles, like I said, they can happen outside your understanding. For example, you, um, you don't know a lot about healing. All right? Then you go to church and you are sick. And the pastor preaches. Then you get healed. It has happened outside the level of your understanding. So, say, oh God, it's great. I didn't, know, I didn't even know a lot. And I, I was healed. And, and the miracle happened. But you don't know. It is not in the level of your understanding on how to receive a miracle when you need one. It can happen for you. But it will never be your permanent level. Such people, look for them in the next two months. They are sick again. A miracle can happen outside the level of your understanding, but it can never be your permanent level if it is not in your understanding. So you listen with the intention to know. Look at what Jesus did to these guys. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Look at this. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Are you seeing? That means nobody comes to God, spends time with God, and ends up a dummy. He said they knew that Peter and the rest, they were ignorant men. They were not learned. They were not like the scribes. They didn't know a lot. He said, but when they saw the boldness of Peter, because from Acts chapter 4 verse 1 to 13, they give Peter opportunity to preach what he knows. He was arrested and he was given opportunity to speak. And when he started pieces the gospel, he said when they saw the boldness of Peter, he said they, they knew that they had been with Jesus. That means, what was Jesus like? Jesus was not just walking. Then, sick, heal. No, when Jesus taught, when Jesus spoke, when Jesus taught, what, what was he like? You could see an intelligent man. You could see an intelligence of the gospel. Now, what I said, for example, is, you see, there's a lot of indoctrination going on, going on outside, especially from social media. A lot of indoctrination, like the example I just gave. I said, it's rubbish. Because when you study the scriptures, I, I, I intentionally didn't say sagacity. I said spiritual sagacity because there is a spiritual intelligence. There's a spiritual intelligence where you always know what to do. When I get into a, a situation, when I get into a trouble, when I get into a situation, I'm not looking for who to pray for me. Okay, all of you come to me to pray for you. So me, who do I go to pray for me? Let me tell you the truth. Throughout the time I stepped into church, I have never ever, Holy Ghost my witness, I have never ever walked to Pastor B that he should pray for me about something. Never ever. The only times I go to see him is two things. Either I'm carrying a seed or I'm going with a testimony. Because I know that the Bible says the word of God is like a two-edged sword. So when the word of God is being shared to you, it is given to you as a weapon. When an, a situation comes, you're supposed to apply what you know. So when I get into a situation, I begin to think about what do I know? What have I learned in church? What can I apply? I begin to put all, sometimes I apply all. Something is going on. I'm praying. I'm praying about it. While I'm praying about it, I carry a seed. After carrying a seed, I go and do thanksgiving. You understand? I have to apply all the nuggets of knowledge that I have learned. 
any man who walks, this is the truth, people who work closely with me, if you work with me three months, five months, I saw one of your testimonies. You, 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 that's Ivy. That's why I asked you to preach. But I know it's a hit. Don't worry. I, I put you on the spot. Where you, you, you started the NSS recently, and one day you preached to two of your bosses, and they bought you food. She said, thank you. He said, Pastor, no, thank you. Because when, when, when you start hearing the word of God, when you stay with me for, for, for a while, start hearing the word of God, it will be piling up inside you. The day you will get the opportunity, you will be shocked what you know. You will be shocked what you know. You see that you, you have accumulated such spiritual wisdom. Such wisdom. And may I submit to you, this spiritual wisdom I'm talking about, eh, when it becomes your possession, it even works in business. When people come to me and come, always come with issues, I always have an answer for you. Not because, it's not an anointing. It's the wisdom of God. So, apply yourself to the scriptures. Apply yourself to knowing. Apply yourself to becoming spiritually intelligent. Don't just, you know, people just come to church. They just come to the house of God. And I, I, I tell you, it will cost you. It will cost you if the opportunities, for example, let me say, one thing I like about God is, He sees the end, then He prepares you for the end. He sees what is ahead of you. He sees the trouble ahead of you, then He prepares you for it. There are times I got into situations where it is something I had 2012 that comes back to me. That means God saw what will happen in 2019 and he taught me something in 2012. So every opportunity you have to learn it, you have to learn it. Because when the time of the calamity comes, they will not ask you, were you able to learn it? You will not be asked. So listen with the intention of knowing. Bible says, when these disciples, when they saw the boldness of Peter, he said, they, <laughs> strong words, look, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That means there was something about Jesus and the way Jesus spoke. There was something about Jesus and the communication of Jesus. Now, Bible says that, Jesus opened the understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Now, for example, probably when Jesus was walking with them, he had probably shared Joel chapter 2 with, with them. Alright? He had shared Joel chapter 2 with them. In the last days, he had God. The sons and daughters shall prophesy. You know that? I poured my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Now, when this knowledge had come to them, alright, it was domiciled in them. It, it was domiciled in them. It was also, you know, just resting in them. It was just resting in them. It was just resting in them. The day the Holy Ghost came, immediately, Peter began to put two and two together. He, the scriptures began to come out. So the day Peter preached, it was not, he didn't prepare any message. But we never said that. He went, Peter went to sit down and said, today I'm going to write Joel chapter 2, verse 28. I'm going to share it like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to... No, he was just sitting down. All the things that he had read before, they began to come alive. So when he came and said, this was what? How did he know that this was what was prophesied by the prophet Joel? How did he know? His understanding had been opened that he might understand the scriptures. 
Wisdom shows you what. Understanding shows you how. You see, this is uh, this is one of the challenges. All right, this is the challenges of people who stay in church for long. Church begins to normalize around them. Then the problem becomes that they now start having church language and not have church substance. They know glory. They know it. When something, oh glory, they're not listening. Glory. Personally, I don't like it when you shout when you're not supposed to shout. I don't see that here. Yeah, you will listen. Some churches, some church. I don't mention them. When Pastor Chris, when the pastor says, "This is a year of," they, they will not be here. You know what I'm talking about. This man is a man of. They don't come speaking in tongues. They didn't, they didn't even hear the word. Listen, these three things that I said, these three things. How many of you believe in giving? You believe in giving your tithes? Go and sit down. Ask yourself, what do I know about this tithe? By the time your understanding and your framework is, is ready, the day you will give that tithe, you will see the result that will come out. Then, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Go and sit down. What do I know about this thing? Next week, after service, all the leaders will write the exams. We have to be sure of this thing. Look, look chapter 1, verse 1. Look chapter 1, verse 1. For as much as many have taken this, Luke starting the book of, uh, the book of Luke. Now, Luke was not there. When Jesus was around. Some of you think he was part of Jesus' disciples. Luke was not part. Luke was rather a disciple of Paul. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. He said, even as they delivered them unto us. Are you seeing? That means he was not there. Even as they delivered them unto us. Who is he talking about? The apostles. He said, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Eyewitnesses are those who walk with Jesus. He said, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding. I said, what? Perfect understanding. He said, having had perfect understanding. That means it is possible to have perfect understanding of the gospel. He said, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in other most excellent Theophilus. Verse 4. He said that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So that you will know the certainty. You have to read the scriptures. You have to know. He said that what you have perfect understanding. Without perfect understanding, he said you will, have, you will know the certainty. You will know the certainty of the things in which you have been instructed. That means you need to be sure of the things in which you have been instructed. Otherwise, one day, I told somebody, I said, you know what prophets do? Prophets show you God and they don't add their address. So by the time you go to God's house and they bring you back, you don't find your way there again. But teachers, they take you to God and then they write the address on the paper for you. Anytime you want to go to God, you know the road. Now, 
Know God for yourself. You need to know God. You need to understand this thing. Know God for yourself. <laughs> One of my leaders who, who raised me many years ago, he said something. He said, if a man shows you God, tomorrow he can show you his grandmother that that's God. And because he showed you the first God, when he now takes you, he showed the first God. So later he takes you, to, no, the first one I showed you was wrong. Now my grandmother is God. You have no choice than to believe it. So, a lot of Christians were saved and their salvation made them dummies. And everything is prayer camp. No, I'm, I'm preaching. Spiritual intelligence. The knowledge of the, the knowledge of the scripture, the knowledge, they say that thou might just know the certainty of the things that you have been instructed. You have been instructed to type. He said, but what is the certainty? How, can you say, let me tell you something. Me, me standing here, you can never deceive me. Because by the time you finish putting the message, I'm going to check it for myself. And I expect I expect all of you to do the same. Any revelation that fear has been vetted is fake. No revelation should fear being vetted. If I tell you that this is in the scripture, for example, I can speak with such boldness about the thing I said. Some people just uh, uh, write that thing. I saw that thing and I've seen it for a very long time. Every time I laugh. Because that is not the scripture. If you are going to be, say, someone, someone said, I, I want a man who fears God. I want a woman who fears God. Do you know a man who fears God? It's not prayers. I think some people have church language. God said, he said, these people worship me with their lips, but their, their heart is far from me. Some people have church language. So you see them come to church, and the guy is praying in tongues. The guy is praying in tongues. The guy is praying in tongues. And you see, oh, wow, this guy is spiritual. He's not spiritual. It's church language. Any church substance, we say a man who fears God. It means a man who has taken the word of God as final authority over his life. I know some of you are getting close to marriage. Some of you are not close. But let me still say it. You still need it. He said the, the man is the head of the woman and, the, and, the, and Christ is the head of the man. So, if you follow a man who does not have head. You understand? You the woman, your, your head is the man. But the man does not fear God, so he doesn't have a head. Where will you fall? He doesn't have a head. Listen, don't go out with a man who doesn't have a mentor. So, oh, 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 he, he, he's good on his own. You are. The day you have an issue, you know, ask your, sometimes eh, ask questions, ask your parents. Questions that most of the marital challenges didn't start in the beginning, beginning of love. All of us know what it is. Obviously, relationship there no one affairs two months, <laughs> or oh, it has reduced. <laughs> it has reduced now. Eh? It's not two weeks. Eh? <laughs> Contrast love. No, no, now there's two weeks. The heat is on for two weeks. The heat. It's on for two weeks. 
So I said, oh, the, the, the guy will be smiling. So, oh, baby, you smile like Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. The baby is smiling like Jesus. So nice. <laughs> and another one too I saw really funny. The guy called her and said, Baby, have you eaten tomorrow? <laughs> what? Predictive love. <laughs> Baby, have you eaten tomorrow? It's, the love is strong. Me for, me, for instance, I've decided not to answer any questions on, on relationship again. Yesterday I asked on, on Instagram, I said, ask me any question. Uh, anybody who asked me any, hey, stop it. I, I don't ask anything on relationship again. Because they don't listen at the end of the day. Come and waste my time. Let me answer those who are asking me about Oja and uh, that. Don't come and waste my time. Most of the problems don't start in the beginning. You are the ones that come from maybe the men. They don't start in the beginning. Later on. You see, but when you have, when you are, you are a man who has a mentor or a pastor, you know that when something goes wrong, someone can talk to him. Praise the Lord. Okay. Some of the things I want to say, I'm just talking. Eh? As I say, some people fight with me after that. So, no, I, no, the pastor today, all he was preaching, I, I don't really agree with the things he's saying. You know, some of the things, you know, hey, this is life. You don't do everything Bible, Bible. You, you. The, Run away, listen, run away from anybody who talks like that. I said run away from anybody who talks like that. No, everything, you're just spiritualizing everything. So this is the world, the world that we are living in. I read an article, I read an article yesterday. Hundreds of the people who have done transgender, hundreds of them want to come back to your former gender. Are you wise? <laughs> you have sins and God. See? <laughs> do, do you remember when, when, when we were kids? There's a game we call stay. You do something I say stay. Don't joke. Don't joke. God can give you a very long rope. But you see, the thing about God is that He has seen the end. So we, I said we. I told someone I said I, I won't be shocked if. All this thing happening here is God playing video game. I won't be sure. <laughs> He's having fun. God is surely having fun. So I was born a man. I said, no, I don't want to be a man again. I want to be a woman. Then God said, okay. He said, no, we are scientists and we can remove this and put someone. Okay. They are doing you. 
your family, they are doing this. You see, for example, all right, Americans said, they should, don't beat your child. Don't beat your child. Then they started democracy. The child has a right. Child has rights. Where in Ghana have you heard that the children have picked gun and they are shooting their, their mates? You know what you are breeding. Don't continue. A child picks. The, 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 the mother hits the child. And the child calls the police. The police will come and pick up the mother. Well, the Bible says foolishness is born in the heart of the child. That means when you were born, you were born, one of the things you came with is foolishness. And the Bible says the rod of correction shall drive it far. When I remember some slaps I've gotten. I know they, but one time I was talking to my mother, I've done something, she asked me not to do it. I was explaining. They said that was the last time I did it. <laughs> I didn't know that sense can be transferred in different ways. <laughs> also, I'm aware that there are certain people, their parents don't beat them, but they, they turn out well. I'm also aware there are some people too, they be there but they still don't turn out well. Yeah, I'm very aware of all that, all that. But just the point is, the child needs correction. It might happen with or without the cane. Because we don't all react the same way. There are some people, when you lash them, they don't want to see the cane again, so they'll do the right thing. There are some people, they'll dance. Are you not aware that in, in junior high school there are some people who can take cane for their girlfriend? If you ever did that, may God forgive you. That you took cane for your girl. Where are you? Okay, where are you today? <laughs> the gods are not to blame. The center cannot hold. Things fall apart. So where is the relationship today? Remember how a, a, lady, a lady in Jesus 2 came to pass by and her boyfriend, they had made the boyfriend kneel down in Jesus' place and started crying. <laughs> the first day I heard Pastor B say this, let me say it. The first day I heard Pastor B say, and he was not lying, I said, Lord, he said, Pastor Lisa has never argued with me. Yes. He said it. I was shocked. Pastor Lisa has never argued with me. Then he said, I lied not to you in the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying it to make her happy. She has never argued with me. Spiritual fantastic. <laughs> People write on their status. I know I like to cause trouble. I know. Hey! I know myself. I like to cause trouble. I know it's my thing. You see, you, you see, 
you are hearing the word of God, but it's not changing your character. It's not changing you. It's not changing. Better hearing for hearing sake. It's not changing. You see, one of the things that will make you see the word of God work in your life is when you make it have definite changes. Like, for example, I do contextual study. When I didn't have money, all right, I'd heard people's testimonies of money. and uh, People are saying, when you come to God, you know, you give and people are, uh, a young guy giving hundreds of thousands of dollars. When am I going to get there? You know what I did? I went to do contextual study. I want to pick everything that the Bible has to say about being, uh, 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 being prosperous. I want to pick it. So I started studying. I started listening to messages on it. I started to do contextual study because this thing that they are teaching, I have to see it too. Then I began to apply myself to the word of God. Let me show you a mystery. This is the thing about spirits, whether God or the devil. When a spirit comes into your life and he wants to use you, he, he cannot use you outside an ability you have. For example, if you are naturally stingy, the devil will use that, use that to make you broke. So you will have to learn to be liberal. By studying the word of God. There's another example I want to give, but okay. A man I know, all right? Very, very pious man. Praise, all right? In fact, he does a lot of things for God. He, he, he can go around preaching. He's a very pious man, very righteous man, very holy man, but he is very stingy. So although he's doing all these things, He's not seeing money. His children got to learn about giving and started giving and the children started prospering. So when God comes into your life, he comes from an innate ability. Like I told the last time, I said, you are looking at a man and seeing him as a woman. God is seeing him as a soul winner. It's just an ability. It's a passion. It's an innate ability that he has that to um, go to many people and to conquer more territories. So, God sees that. And the devil too, if the devil wants to waste the guy's life, he will use that same ability. So, when you come to the house of God, you know, you begin to use the word of God to change your character. So much so that there will only be ability because God never comes to you and brings you an external factor in making you great. Let me give you two examples. When he came to Moses, he said, your rod. Not anything, no. He didn't say, I put something over here, go and take it. No, your rod. The same rod you, Moses, you are holding. The same ability that you have. Jesus wanted to feed people. He said, what do we have around? He said, five loaves, two fishes. That same one is the one we'll use. We are not going to buy bread from anywhere. That same one. So, that innate abilities that you have. There are some people, they are givers. So, when they allow the Holy Ghost vent into their life, the Holy Ghost starts positioning them because he knows that when money comes into their hand, they'll release it. So, he starts positioning them in a way that they can be a blessing to other people. So, the Word of God should be able to make alterations in our decisions and the things that we, we do. It should be able to make alterations. Don't um, uh, you know, fix yourself in a way that you know me, I can't change. No, never say that. 
There's something about spiritually intelligent people. Their thought pattern is like God. Because when God comes to you, don't always reason in terms of empowerment. That's how some people think of God. I'm going for a powerful program. And a, a powerful program to them is that they receive an anointing. Can I tell you something? David said, Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup ran over. So it is your head before your cup. You didn't catch it. It is your head before your cup. We are praying that our cup will run over. Meanwhile, God says, It is your head that should be anointed so that your cup will run over. Empty hand on empty head is empty results. Anointing, 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 anointing. Encounter love. Some of you were with me. You saw people. Somebody came to lie prostrate. He put his head, rubbing my shoe, rubbing my shoe with his head, rubbing my shoe. Your hair will just be dirty for nothing. Rubbing my head. Another guy came, put his handkerchief, rub, rub, rub my leg, rub my when he finished he cleaning his face. What's all this gems? That's what all Christians are doing. Anointing. When you hear there's a program here and this great man of God is coming, anointing, anointing, anointing. And you go, anointing, anointing. When they tell you, anointing, anointing. Anointing. No. It is your head, your head, your head, your head. God wants to teach you first. Instructions. Instructions first. Instructions first. You need to know the thing you believe. That thou mightest know the certainty of those things that you have been instructed. Be on your feet. Isaiah 28, verse 20. Continue. Isaiah 28, verse 20. Look at this. For the bed is shorter than that a man can stretch himself on it. And the covering narrower than that he can wrap himself in it. Continue. For the Lord shall rise up as Mount Perazim. He shall be wrought as in the valley of Gibeon. That he may do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Now hold on. I see what he's saying here. It is like prophecy. It's like the way we talk. God shall do mighty things. I see it. God shall do mighty things in your life. Some of you have gone to a pastor and said, you are, go, you, you are going to be an evangelist. Oh, evangelist. Oh, you are going to be a very rich man. Oh, you, I see, I see glory, glory. Then you, oh, glory. See, the Lord shall do strength acts in your family. The Lord shall do strength acts. We believe it. Powerful. But it doesn't end there. Let's follow him. Now, therefore, be ye not mockers, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a consumption, even determined upon the whole earth. He said, I have heard something. Continue. After that big prophecy, he said, I have heard something. He said, give ye ear and hear my voice, hacking and hear my speech. Doth the plowman. Oh, this scripture, eh? Go and write it down. 
and, and paste it somewhere. He says, does the promise, now, the prophet is saying, the Lord shall do strange acts. The Lord shall do mighty things like most one of you have heard. Then, he says, but wait, I have heard something. Let me tell you the thing I've heard. He says, does the plowman plow all day to sow? Does he open and break the cloth of his ground? Continue. When he hath made plain the face thereof, does he not cast abroad the fishes and scatter the cumin and cast in the principal wheat and the appointed barley and the rye in their place? Verse 26. For his God doth instruct him to discretion and doth teach him. For the fishes are not threshed with the threshing instrument, neither is a cat wheel turned about upon the cumin, but the fishes are beaten out with a staff and the cumin with a rod. Bread corn is bruised because he will not ever be threshing it, nor break it with the wheel of his cat, nor bruise it with his horsemen. Okay, some of you might not really get it like this. Now, I want you to show me NIV. Let's start from verse 27, NIV. Uh, let's start from verse 25, sorry. Verse 26. Uh, 24, sorry. 23. Hmm. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? No! What is he saying? There's a time to pray. A farmer plows the ground. He says he doesn't plow all the time. He says, does he keep on breaking up the, and harrowing the soil? No. Continue. When he has helped level the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Now, go back to where we started from 24 and give you the message translation. The, ask him if he has the message translation. He does it. So that's it. Alright, go ahead. Do farmers plow and plow and do nothing but plow? Or harrow and harrow and do nothing but harrow? Continue. After they prepare the ground, don't they plant? Don't they scatter dill and spread cumin? Plant wheat and barley in the fields and raspberries along the borders? They know exactly what to do, when to do it. Their God is their teacher. Continue. And at the harvest, the delicate herbs and spices, the dill and cumin, are treated delicately. On the other hand, wheat is stressed and milled, but still not endlessly. The farmer knows how to treat each kind of grain. Wisdom. He's learned, uh, uh, he, he's learned it all from God of the angel or of, from God of the angel armies who knows everything about when and how and where. Continue. That's it. Hmm. I got it. Put your hand on your head, so Lord, I receive wisdom. I am filled with wisdom. 
and the knowledge of God. Listen. Daniel chapter 5. We'll end with this. Daniel chapter 5. King James. Verse verse 11. Look at the testimony that was given concerning Daniel. You'll be shocked. There's a man. This was when the king um, saw the writing on the wall. Mene, mene, tekel ofasim. Now, they were looking for someone to interpret. This is what they said about Daniel. Okay? There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods. was found in him whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father the king I'll say thy father made master of the magicians astrologers and Chaldeans verse 12 verse 12 for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel From next, from midweek, I'll, I'll, break, I'll break all these things down. But my, my, my dream and vision is that by the time I'm done with this topic, when you speak anywhere, they'll ask you, hey, where are you from? Don't think that you will grow before you start speaking wisdom. No. In the days of Job, when something happened with Job, old people were talking and they were all talking rubbish. Job 32. Job 32 verse 15. They were amazed they answered no more. They left off speaking. When I had waited, sorry, let me, seven, six, let's start from verse six. And Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, answered and said, I am young and ye are very old. Wherefore, I was afraid and does not show you my opinion. I said, they should speak a multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Hmm. Only who said they should speak. They should speak. It's a multitude of years should teach wisdom. You know, we, we think it is only the grown people who have wisdom. No, Elihu said, when you were all talking, I allowed all of you to talk because I thought the grown people should have wisdom. But I, said, but I realized that there is a spirit in man. And it is the breath of the Almighty that giveth them understanding. Receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Like I said, don't have church language and not have church substance. Up. 
apply yourself to the word of God. Don't let things normalize around you. To the extent that when the word of God is being shared, you say, oh, we know this thing, we know this thing. Oh, is it not prophesy? Prophesy, we'll prophesy. How do you prophesy? Say, that's here the Lord. Oh. Pastor, just give us prophecy. We'll just prophesy for you. Oh, Pastor, confession. We all know this affirmation. Don't come and say it. Who's on? Oh, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Oh. No. Every time, let the word of God be fresh to you. You understand? Let the word of God be fresh to you. And let the word of God have power over you. You get what I said? Let the word of God have power over you. One thing about me is, no matter my position on a, on a topic, once you are able to convince me with scripture, you are able to show the scripture, I will drop my opinion right now. Because there are issues that I have opinions on. Let me share a, a, a very nice scripture, a, um, story. You know when Pastor Kwamina came here? The first time I had an encounter with Pastor Kwamina was when he sent you a certain voice note about when the KNUSD uh, demonstration happened. You know, I had an opinion. I thought what they did was right. The demonstration was good. They should have done, they should do it because they are oppressing the students. Because me, if not for God's work, me, I would have been a politician. It's true. I'm, 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 I was very, very passionate about politics. Those who know, know. Uh, the last two elections, I even prophesied who will be president, and the prophecy didn't work, right? <laughs> but the truth is, I actually saw it all. I'm not joking. I saw it. Which, which election did Nanadu win? The recent one, right? The upper one before that one, I saw it that Nanadu win. I saw it clear. And I'm a prophet, so I knew. So the revelation came, and he didn't win. So they told me that I have to go and renew my prophetic license. <laughs> but apparently, you know what happened? It was later, when I started growing in, because you know, these gifts of the Spirit, you grow in them. When I started growing in it, I realized that there, a change happened in the, mid, in the midst of it. Spiritually, he was supposed to win. A change happened in the middle. And I didn't understand when the Lord told me a change happened. But it was later on that he told me that a change happened. You know, explain to me that. When spiritual things are set on the wall, alright, there are factors that can alter it. That is why as a prophet, you always need to stay in prayer. So that you can keep your eye on, the, on, the, on what you are prophesying. Okay, okay, this class is too high. Eh? It's what? You like it? You need to, because a prophet, so some people think that the, the, the person who prophesies to them is a prophet. No. A change can happen in the middle. For example, I can prophesy something to her. She can bring a seed, it will change. I can prophesy something to her, she can bring a seed, it will change. You understand? Yeah, it happened in the Bible many times. Elisha prophesied that the children of Israel will win the fight. In fact, they even brought a singer so that the prophecy will be sharp. You know, singing, 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 singing. Elisha said, I see it, I see it. You, you see them at the back and the water will turn into red and everything happened. But while they were fighting the war, 
they were fighting the war. Bible says that when the king of Moab realized that he could not be breakthrough, he took his son and he sacrificed him upon the wall. Bible says immediately indignation fell upon Israel. Prophecy changed. Uh, Charlie, the spiritual things, you know, we have to learn it all. Otherwise, we'll just be there like that. Just be there. No spiritual intelligence. And an oppression of the devil will be calling it a test from God. Receive intelligence in the spirit. So, when Pastor Kwamina said, when he sent you that voice note, in the beginning I didn't agree. But you know what? One thing about me, I will never, when I don't agree with you, I will not, I will not be blockheaded. I will not go and listen to what you said again. So I'm about to sit down and I listen to the guy, what the guy said again. And I listen again. And I listen again. I realize that what he said is scripture. That the VC is a father. And one thing I know about the scriptures, eh? Fathers, alright? Whether they are right or wrong, don't play with them. Have you paid school fees before? How many of you here you pay school fees? Me, I pay school fees. Yeah. Three people. The whole place of three people pay school fees. You don't know the world. The world, no? Pay school fees. When you pay school fees, you understand why your father can misbehave. Yet if you speak against him, it will go against you. Clean. Even if he didn't take care of you, forget it. So when he said it, I said, the guy is right. And you know what? God proved that he was right. You know why? The SRC president at the time, he's my son. He nearly didn't that graduate. The guy who led that demonstration. He's my son. He nearly didn't graduate. He had to call me. And he had not been in church for long. He had to call me. And he called me and said, okay, do this, do that, do that. Do this, do that. You'll graduate. And I realized that, eh, not that the man threatened him or anything. The man didn't threaten him. Everything started just going against him. Spiritual intelligence. There are some people who don't collide. Now, for example, when you come to church, eh, sometimes where you were raised, eh, where you were raised can now be a problem for you. For example, you were raised with gossip. You know, sometimes I say in church that don't talk about your leader. I say it in church. And... You see that right after you have said it, that night somebody will do it. The devil is on your case. You know what he's doing? Because he cannot attack you with a sickness. What he's doing? He's programming you to go against the word of God. Catch this thing. Look, if you want to be spiritual, eh, you will have to offend many, many people. I mean like this, if you come to me with a gossip about my senior pastor or about a man of God that I respect, I would jump outside the window, you'd be shocked. I just say, I'm coming, I'm feeling like I want to urinate. That's if I don't that's if I, if I don't want to offend you. If I want to offend you, if I feel like offending you, what I say, I say, stop, 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 stop. You're my friend, stop, stop, stop. What's that? Yeah, mm, you don't know. I say, shut up, shut up. Ah. Why do you want to go to hell and come then take me along? Have you have you have you heard of secondary smoker? He's not smoking, no. Somebody's smoking, no. Sometimes they will be talking about somebody and you're not, you're not supposed to talk about the person and you are sitting there and they are talking and you are with them. You are not saying something. Mm, but you are a secondary smoker.
God said we shouldn't fight. Like, God, are you, you, you don't know. Like, like one guy comes to me and starts talking about Benny Hinn. Hey, um, the, the day you went to win souls at uh, Vaco um, for Encounter Love, when you took the flyer, you said a certain guy. You need to pray for that guy because that guy, he, he, he might suffer. How can they can invite you to Encounter Love tonight and say, Oh, see now, this girl, we pass a quick chop chop him. I wonder how you stayed in that room. See how some of you are, are, are feeling. So he will grow up. He will grow up. He will wake up and lose his money. He will never understand. Lose talk. Maybe from midweek I started in one of the first ways to be spiritually sagacious is learn to keep quiet. One of the proof that you are spiritually intelligent is let's keep quiet. Anybody who gave wise answers in the Bible, go and check. They had to keep quiet for a time. When they brought a very serious accusation to Jesus Christ, this woman has committed fornication, adultery. This woman has done this. Immediately, Jesus Christ was saying, I am the son of God. They will slap him, eh? Because what? What they have brought is in the law of Moses. He cannot just free the woman. So what did he do? He knelt down. Started writing on the floor. What's that? Meditation. When they came that they want to kill all the magicians and astrologers in Daniel's time, they said, the king said, tell me the dream and tell me the interpretation. Daniel said, king, give us some time. He said, why is the decision so hasty from the king? He said, king, give me some time. I'll bring you the answer. They bring you an issue and you don't know what to say about it. You don't know what to say. Tell me, please, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Have you heard of this case? I'll get back to you. So people will hear it in church like that and, and they will go home and, and, and that night they will feast on another problem. And I, I, I don't talk about, not just talking about a leader or something. Even sometimes your friends. Let me tell you, one day I'll show you this, this scripture, maybe at midweek. Do you know that a gossip is called a tailbearer? In the Old Testament, the stone tailbearers. Because you know what a gossip does? Be careful of gossip. You know why? They don't only corrupt the person you are speaking against, they are corrupting you that they are talking to. You know why? Because I used to see Georgette as a nice person. Georgette loves God. Georgette is a singer. So I see Georgette to be nice and good and fine. <laughs> then the person says, Oh, Georgette. When we said she used to steal. She's a kleptomaniac. So, you know what has happened to me? My pure heart is being corrupted. Now I come to church, George just hey, klepto. <laughs> now before, I used to walk around Georgette freely. Now, when I say, Anne, hold your phone well, eh? I am being corrupted. Lift up your hand. Begin to talk to the Lord right now. 